You're watching No Go Zone with Henry. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being here. Good to be uh, back once again. It is another Woden's Day, Uns Dog Wednesday. Hope you're doing well. Uh, thank you, my dudes, for uh, joining us. Uh, we have a great show lined up for today. A little bit this and a little bit of that, but uh, we got to talk about that Title 42 uh, that's expiring in the U.S. here soon. Uh, it's actually so it's bringing some good things and then some disastrous things. <laughs> we'll talk about that uh, actually because we have a you know there's a kind of a number of things happening around the COVID thing. Uh, the Title 42 is of course kind of uh, dropping the emergency, which means that uh, those uh, who want to go to the U.S. can do that again. You know, what I mean, uh, fly in without having to be vaxxed and stuff like that. Uh, but it's also meaning an invasion on the southern borders. We'll uh, talk about that uh, a little bit. Unfortunately, uh, we also have a vice very sad news here they're filing for uh, bankruptcy here within the couple of weeks we'll start on that story in, in a little bit uh, i also want to talk about the in uh, in australia it's actually i'm not sure how they're getting away with this but uh, there, there's a class action lawsuit uh, against the uh, the covid jab uh, against the government there for enforcing that essentially and uh, you know I thought that they basically had protected all of this ahead of time right immunity or whatnot uh, look i mean you can't sue like Pfizer or Moderna or any of these companies because they have gotten all the liability, of course. But I even thought that maybe the government at least will, you know, protect themselves in some kind of capacity. But anyway, uh, that's good development because that stuff needs to happen in every single country uh, where this was enforced, enforced to the degree that it was, right? Um, all right, then we have a little bit more on uh, uh, some of the banking situation, uh, the economy. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, what was the term they're using? Um, a, a contagion, I think, uh, that, that the feds are using, right? It's going through that again. So JP Morgan Chase have, have gobbled up uh, yet another bank and now becoming the second largest bank. Uh, and uh, don't worry, though, things are going great uh, for them on that front, right? So anyway, that's some of the things we'll talk about. Uh, we have some things with uh, Finland as well, right? They're jo they have joined uh, NATO now. So immediately, of course, it's just America. It's just let's build military bases on Finnish soil. Boom. Also, uh, Finland, you got to buy, buy Israeli weapons now. Uh, it's so annoying. So we'll talk. We'll talk about that. And some other uh, stuff here. Anyway, uh, good. Uh, good uh, to be back with you guys. If you want to join us, that's the wrong one. This is the right one. Enterprise slash Red Eyes TV. Uh, I'll keep an eye on that throughout the uh, show here. Uh, you can also super chat over at Odyssey and Rumble. What are they called? What Rumble? Rumble Rants? Is that what they call it? So uh, check that out. Rumble Rants or on Odyssey. And actually, I don't want to start on that story. Uh, I wanted to start on the Vice stuff here. <clears throat> of course, Vice. Fantastic outlets <laughs> they have done. Uh, I mean, they had a lot of, you know, uh, like from a technical point of view, right? They had obviously big budgets. They went to places there that the, the other play, you know, other news, you know, shows and things didn't go to. It, it was all from like a completely infested AIDS uh, lefty anti-white perspective. But I'll, but I'll grant that, that they had a little bit of a kind of a, a niche thing. The problem, of course, with the Vice is you basically just get kind of the same propaganda regurgitated. It's just a slightly more uh, extremist kind of uh, degenerate viewpoint that uh, that you get through them, right? Um, but they had, you know, they had something going for them, at least some kind of unique uh, again, not the messages, but like how they delivered those messages. Uh, so anyway, a couple of days ago here, uh, they announced that uh, Vice News, is it tonight or News Hour? What, what do they call it? Uh, kind of their flagship show. They're canceling that because they're doing uh, bad, right? They're hurting financially. Uh, and then uh, today, actually yesterday, uh, we had a New York 
uh, New York Times piece here talking about the, how they're basically are uh, have to uh, they're preparing now to file for bankruptcy. This is quoting some of the insiders. Uh, the company, I check this out, like the the fall from grace here, right? The company, which was once valued at almost six billion dollars. I've been struggling to find a buyer this year. <clears throat> so we'll see what happens if they get a buyer, right? But it's it, it talked about one of the companies that uh, might buy them up. We'll see what happens at that point. I mean, hopefully they just go under. That's what they deserve. Uh, but it shows you that even like even with the major backing that some of these news organizations have, uh, people just they, they, they're not interested. They don't want it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Vice, the brash digital media disruptor that charmed giants like Disney and Fox into investing before a stunning crash landing, is preparing to file for bankruptcy, according to two people familiar with or with the knowledge uh, of its operations. The filing could come in the coming weeks, according to three people familiar with the matter, uh, who weren't authorized to discuss the potential bankruptcy on the record. That's these things usually pan out. We knew we knew this was coming, right? The company has been looking for a buyer and still might find one to avoid declaring bankruptcy. More than five companies have expressed interest in acquiring Vice, according to a person briefed on the discussions. The chances of that, however, are growing increasingly slim. Good. Um, a bankruptcy filing would be a bleak coda to the tumultuous story of Vice, a new media interloper that sought to supplant the media establishment before persuading it uh, to invest hundreds of millions of dollars in 2017 after a funding round from the private equity firm TPG. Vice was worth $5.7 billion. Oof. But today, most accounts, it is worth a tiny fraction of that. So sad. In the event of bankruptcy, Vice's largest debt holder, Fortress Investment Group, could end up controlling the company, said one of the people. Vice, Vice would continue operating normally and run an auction to uh, sell the company over a 45-day period with Fortress in pole position as the most likely acquirer. Uh, unlike Vice's other investors, which have included Disney and Fox, Fortress, Fortress holds senior debt, which means it gets paid first in the event of a sale. Disney, which has already written down its investment, is going to get a return. Uh, it's not get, getting a return, the person said. All right, anyway, uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, big, uh, big sad news, but um, uh, yeah, Gonzo Journalism, they're pushing these, that there was, uh, uh, they were so edgy and all these things. But of course, they've done uh, a lot of uh, damage from a left-wing perspective. Remember this, just to play one of them, uh, when they tried to, I mean, and this is one of, you know, thousand things essentially that you could, you know, kind of call them out on, right? Um, Vice made sympathy, uh, sympathy piece, uh, about reintegrating sex offenders into society. Uh, and it ended him with sending, uh, uh, yeah, and <laughs> that's right, he sended uh, this guy that they're like, you know, being sympathetic to, uh, ends up sending a dick pic to uh, one of the Vice producers. So this is good stuff here. Like, we all out here in this world, and we all got to make it happen. It ain't nothing stopping me. So, like, I'm very hopeful and confident. After this interview, Ashif sent a picture of his penis to our producer. <clears throat> I'm on his, I'm on his side here on that one, actually. <laughs> but anyway, I, we put this one on Telegram. We we've played it a couple of times. Uh, but here is uh, Vice News. You know, in in the way that they choose their stories, like what do we what do we cover uh, this week? What what kind of victimized minority group niche? Uh, weirdo subculture thing can we kind of pinpoint to to do something out of uh, and this is uh, straight from the Vice News headquarters 
Now, it cuts off very fast there at the end, but as you can see, <clears throat> you know, they actually get it. <laughs> Meet Venezuela's transgender ketamine dealers. This is, uh, yes, that was actually uh, Vice uh, doing that <clears throat> incredible stuff, folks. All right. Um, now, I want to. I want to talk about the while well, we're on the transgender issue here, right? We have a little bit from Australia considering the the COVID story, uh, but uh, th this is uh, next uh, level kind of stuff here. This you know we've talked about just how much they, uh, meaning government, and of course all the outliers, the the, the NGOs, the uh, the interest groups, and the activists want to control and regulate uh, online discourse and shut down. Uh, commentators, of course, you know Tucker was fired recently. That you you could see that's kind of a part of that of, of the extension of that, right? Everyone's celebrating and stuff like that. Uh, but this is something new in terms of Australia. What they're doing uh, when they're seeking to shut down or to, or ask outlets to take down specific articles because people are uh, are exposed, right? Check this out here. Australian government instructs independent news outlet to delete article that offends trans activists. Okay, fascinating here, right? The Australian government has instructed a news outlet to remove or heavily censor an article that offended a trans-identified male living in the country. Redux, an independent media project dedicated to exposing gender ideology, received a notice from Australia's e-safety commissioner on April 28th. The notice alerted them to a complaint made about an article they published on April 1. I don't think it was a joke either, by the way. The article, thousands of complaints filed after a trans YouTuber allowed to play on women's football league reportedly injured players, revealed the identity of a transgender male who had been the subject of mass complaints after reportedly injuring female football players or players at a football game while playing on the women's team. And I think Redux, by the way, is like a... Uh, you know, it's, a, it's like a feminist, you know, kind of outlet, right? Uh, it's like a, a turf outlet, I guess, to a certain extent. Uh, Redux first cover. I, I could get the wrong, but that that's the feeling I got when you, when you check out the site, right? Redux for I don't know that much more about it. Redux first covered the story after details about the incident were initially reported by Daily Mail Australia. The Daily Mail did include pixelated photos to obscure the transgender player's identity. However, Redux traced the photo back to the player's social media and identified the individual as Riley Dennis. Dennis is a trans activist, oh great, uh, and a former YouTuber best known for having condemned lesbians as transphobic for not dating trans-identified uh, males. So it's just, uh, you have to love uh, love penis, I guess, no matter what. Is that what's uh, is going on here? Despite this information being easily accessible, a formal complaint had been filed with the e-safety commissioner in an effort to remove Redux's reporting. The e-safety commissioner is an arm of the Australian government responsible for handling complaints about cyber abuse material concerning Australia's adults and ensuring the rapid removal of such material. In the request, the commissioner asked Redux to remove all identifying information about Dennis from their article, stating that they were escalating this complaint on the basis that the material may incite. And this is always the same case, right? We had this huge, um, uh, I mean, just like in, insane 
law in uh, in Ireland, right? Uh, we covered it at the Friday, I think, um, about, uh, about about shutting down and controlling, you know, online discourse and things like that. And it's always the same thing. It's always the same types of words used. Well, this may incite violence that, that could harm people. Uh, it may lead to blah, blah, blah. Uh, instead of actually act- acting if and when, you know, a, a crime is being committed. Now, of course, they have to go in and regulate ahead of time, right? So it may incite harm towards the targeted individuals. So here's like the Australian government stepping in censoring or at least requesting and i'm sure there will be like fines and you know maybe they will confiscate the website uh, if they don't comply with this we'll, we'll see what happens uh, if they stay on the ground or not but on beha- behalf of a uh, a a tranny and uh, and if you, th- if you think about that what will be the next step on this well like anybody of course a politician somebody that uh, uh, have had their fifis hurt because someone writes an article about them when they've said something dumb or done you know did something stupid uh this is you know the future of communication in many of these uh countries in the west now it, unless we're you know we get people in place that would actually reverse some of this insanity uh despite Redux not being located in Australia. The Atlas was instructed by an Australian government to uh, by by the Australian government to remove all images of Dennis, including all references to the player's name, soccer club, and social media handles. Wonder where they're based. Uh, Redux UK, UK maybe. In addition. The commissioner also asked the allegations, that allegation, suggesting Dennis had injured female players to be removed, declaring them false, despite over 12,000 complaints having been filed regarding this whole uh, incident. Uh, in other words, a, uh, a, a male going in and injuring female uh, football players. In an email to the outlet sent today, the e-safety commissioner outlined the reason for the removal request. These reasons included that the articles misgenders Riley as a man, which <laughs> which is considered offensive, and that Dennis, quote, is under significant distress. Oh, no. And has indicated that she fears for her safety. Thank you, Australia. Uh, this is incredibly important stuff here. In addition to the email from the commissioner, Redux was sent an additional notice from Twitter's legal department. Of course they were. So I guess Twitter is complying on this, right? Uh, Twitter stated the original Redux article was now being withheld in Australia at the instruction of the eSafety Commission, noting that it violates the laws of Australia. Man, the message from Twitter does not specify which Australian laws Redux has violated. Speaking to the public at Redux EIC, Anna Slats expressed amusement over the notice. What are they going to do? Tomorrow, a boom, uh, throw a boomerang at me? I mean, Canada. Okay, there we go. Canada. I thought it was UK. Jokes aside, it is concerning that the government of Australia... I mean, they, what, what did they do? Remember, they... Was it after the uh, Christchurch uh, shooting, right? Uh, New Zealand sent, like letters to the Kiwi forums and things like that, like take these things down. Uh, obviously, they they have they've worked hard to try to take down Kiwi, for, Kiwi farms, but um, uh, I believe they're still up as of late. I, I'm not a, a follower, but, uh, you know, I, I think they're still, but it wasn't easy for them. That's, that's my point, too. Uh, if they want to, they can just destroy individual websites, or as in this case, they just request you to, to censor <laughs> censored article because it's offensive to, to some dumb tranny. Incredible stuff. See how they're using the whole tra- like the transgender thing. They've they've picked that as like the the primary victim group. Even if like you you 
you know, uh, race versus uh, transsexual. I think they, in some cases, they choose transsexuals first. You can actually have like white male transsexuals, and they have to choose them first. Like they're the the top of the uh, the hierarchy, uh, essentially. And then, of course, they can inflict changes in society with the, using these as a sledgehammer against everyone else and, and against, uh, yes, normative, meaning normal uh, Western culture. Um, it says here, yeah, I mean, Canada jokes aside is concerning that the government of Australia apparently has, dis, uh, dedicated arm, uh, has a dedicated arm to policing mean speech on the Internet on a global scale. After I received the email, I was so incredulous that I looked up the commissioner to make sure it was real and ended up spending an hour in total awe of the fact that they actually had an adult cyber abuse division. Slats says Redux promptly responded to the eSafety Commission and requested more details on the potential consequences of non-action, but has yet not received a response. I, I will su be surprised if they get a response. They'll probably just try to, maybe they could block them in Australia, you know, things like this, I would assume. While I understand Twitter has to comply with local laws, I can't help but be dis a bit disappointed that they censored the article in Australia. They said it was because we had violated Australian law. I had no idea misgendering was illegal in Australia, and it's simply reaffirmed my desire to never go there. There you go. Despite the notices sent her way, Slats says Redux will not be taking any censorious action. She's also issued a statement on social media noting that the article will stay as it is. After a comprehensive analysis of the compelling arguments presented by the eSafety Commission or Commissioner, including that it was offensive to have called Riley Dennis a man, Redux has decided to leave the article up uh, without alteration. Okay, well, good for them, right? That's something good at least. Uh, we'll see what happens next. But uh, there is actually some good stuff coming out of Australia, which is this uh, class action lawsuit uh, in regards to the uh, the COVID jab, right? So I want to go through this real quick. Um, this we need to happen on, I mean, this is, the ball can't be dropped on this. This has to be follow-up in every single country, people are responsible. Uh, Pfizer communications, back-end deals between pharma companies and government officials, all that stuff have to be uh, out in the open, dragged out, even if that, even if that's a legal process that takes 10, 15 years, that that's what it has to be. So anyway, class action lawsuit over COVID vaccine injuries targets the Australian government. There has been a cover-up. Yeah, you don't say. Class action filed at federal court on Wednesday. Government and medicines regulator are some of the named parties. So landmark COVID-19 vaccine injury class action lawsuit has been filed against the Australian government and the medicines regulator. The nationwide uh, uh, suit, which reportedly has 500 members, include three named applicants, seeks redress for those allegedly left injured or bereaved by the COVID-19 vaccines. On uh, one of the applicants who suffered a severe heart condition after getting the Pfizer jab. Well, what could, what could that be, Dalemiel? What could, what in the world could have happened there? Uh, after getting the Pfizer jab, he's even claiming that there was a cover-up during the vaccine rollout, which hid the potential risks. Absolutely, of course there was. Uh, they 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 try to force this shit on as many people as possible. Now, of course, as we said, this sh this shouldn't be, you know, in a way pinned on. Uh, the guy, well, there needs to be responsible parties in the government, right? But let's assume that they seek financial, uh, you know, compensation for this, blah, blah, blah. 
what government doesn't generate money will be taxpayers that have to pay for this, right? The, the government needs to be held liable for the fact that they granted immunity to these, you know, uh, uh, companies, basically Pfizer, Moderna, whether it was AstraZeneca and stuff like that. And in fact, it reminds me, we'll, we'll play that here after the, I've read that, but uh, the, uh, the in, you know, India did it right. There was a couple of countries that did this right. And Pfizer actually never never came to India for those reasons. They basically said, like, you know, F you. We're not going to put all these, uh, uh, what was it, they wanted collateral, like all, all kinds of crazy stuff, like airports. And it was like totally insane. Pfizer just came in there like, give us all these reassurances and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we'll, we'll play that clip in a moment. Uh, the federal government, it says here, the Therapeutical Goods Administration, TGA, and the Department of Health, in addition to a number of senior public servants, are all named as parties to the class action, which was filed in a New South Wales federal court on Wednesday. Good for them for following through on this. The named parties are accused of negligence in their approval, yes, and monitoring of COVID-19 vaccines, breach of statutory duty, and misfeasance in public office. The lawsuit was organized by Queensland GP, Dr. Melissa McCann, who raised over 105, uh, what is it, Australian dollars, I assume, then throughout crowd or through crowdfunding. Here's a uh, photo of some of the guys here involved. Uh, these uh, injured and bereaved have suffered immense loss, pain, and grief, Dr. McCann tweeted, just as heartbreaking uh, has been the gaslighting and silence, which has left them feeling abandoned, which we cannot simply move on from COVID and leave them behind. Yeah, that's true. Dr. McCann has been critical of the existing, existing compensation scheme, claiming it was not fit for purpose. Many vaccine-injured Australians who cannot access compensation through the service uh, Australia Services Australia scheme now find themselves abandoned with no support, Dr. McCann said. Uh, again, not surprised about that whatsoever. The size of the compensation claim being sought is not yet clear. And again, it's not, I mean, this is not about money. This is ultimately, I mean, they, they, they should be compensated. I mean, some of these people might, be, not, might not be able to work for the rest of their lives. Uh, people have died. I mean, it's, it's horrendous stuff, right? But ultimately, it's, there needs to be examples made so that these people never roll something like this out again. Because you know they're going to, at some point, they're going to try this shit again. I mean, it could be tomorrow. Uh, it could be th three years from now. We, we, we just all of these elites have talked about when the next pandemic comes. Bill Gates, Fauci mentioned it again. Oh, it's going to be another another pandemic, and you know they're going to roll out another fucking mRNA jab for everybody to uh, to take. Is that as to be set, you know, written in stone that like if you do this shit, you're going to be held liable. Uh, the uh, yeah, the TGA has been contacted for comment. The TGA's latest health safety report published on uh, 20th of April reveals that adverse risks are extremely low. Yeah, of course there was. The same thing with uh, the head of Pfizer, right, Albert Borla. It's like there is not a single signal, that was the language he used, uh, that indicate there's any issues with these shots whatsoever. Uh, oh, Vers, that's all just made up. Excess deaths? Oh, no, it's totally fine. What was the excess deaths in, in uh, uh, the EU again? Man, I hope I can find that that uh, article again. It was the was the Europe, European Parliament, I think it was? I'll see if I can find that uh, a little bit later when we play a clip here. It was insane. Italy and Sweden was missing data, but it was like, I mean, almost as high as 50% excess deaths in uh, Iceland. Uh, next highest, I think, was Germany with like 30, 38 or something like that. I might misremember, but to that effect, overall in the entire Eurozone, uh, it was 20% increase in excess deaths. And of course, they'll claim, oh, well, that is COVID. You know, they'll claim it's anything else but the jab, uh, obviously. 
There were 138,307 total adverse event reports from nearly 66 million vaccine doses administered. A rate of just, yeah, see, that's what, the, what they do, right? Oh, no, you see, it's very, we gave so many shots, so it's totally fine, right? It doesn't matter at all. Well, how many would have, how many injuries would there have been if you didn't forcefully jab everybody, right? From, let's say, from COVID then. It's funny how, well, just because there's you because you had deaths, right? Admittedly, you had injuries, uh, although it's probably astronomically more than they will admit, right? When when COVID came in, they were like exaggerating the numbers. They were fudging the numbers, saying any anything uh, that people were at the hospital for uh, was considered a COVID case, right? Uh, or or if someone died, for example, if they died with COVID, well, that's a COVID death, right? So they fudged the numbers. Now, when you after the vaccine rollout, then they do the opposite, right? Well, now it's now it's just a heart attack. It has nothing to do uh, with uh, you know COVID uh, shots, you know, side effect or anything like that. Uh, so you know, oh, it's a low percentage. Okay, f- okay, fine. Well, how much would it have been if no one were vaccinated? And why are why are the injuries from a vaccine considered okay? If, a, if an injury from, let's say, a, a virus, even if it's engineered, even if it doesn't exist, whatever it is, right? I mean, that's not the argument. I'm just saying they would tally up all these deaths or injuries from, from the supposed virus. And then say, well, th- this, percentile, this percentile is unacceptable. Therefore, we have to mass vaccinate everybody. Oh, but only 0.2% died so or had injuries. So then it's totally fine, you see? The protective benefits from vaccination far outweighs the risks, the report states. Yeah, of course. All right, so anyway... Uh, we wish them well. We hope that they can actually uh, uh, make some damage. I doubt it. The government will probably, you know, they will uh, <laughs> what are they gonna investigate themselves. You know what I mean? So in most cases, it's a uh, in most cases, it, it, it is a dead end, I would assume. But at least they're doing they have to do something right. They have they have to fucking push back. We can't just let this go. Here's a clip from India that I was talking about. Check this out. Why Pfizer never came to India. And the, uh, of course, this is what Western countries should have done, right? Pfizer never came to India despite our hugely lucrative market. You know why? Two reasons. One, the Indian government insisted on a local trial, which Pfizer flatly refused. Second, Pfizer insisted on legal immunity, which the Indian government flatly refused. Pfizer lobbied very hard to change our laws, but our government did not relent. Many thought leaders were roped in to put pressure on the government. हमारी फाइजर से बात हुई फाइजर वाले कहते हैं जी आपको नहीं देंगे हम केंद्र सरकार से बात करेंगे इट वाज सेड गवर्नमेंट शुड वर्क आउट लॉजिस्टिक्स टू मेक फाइजर वैक्सीन अवेलेबल व्हाट लॉजिस्टिक्स इज ही टॉकिंग अबाउट टू चेंज आवर लॉज टू प्रोटेक्ट द फार्मा कंपनीज ऑल मेजर मार्केट्स यूएस ऑस्ट्रेलिया ब्राजील ऑल ऑफ ईयू ग्रांटेड दिस लीगल इम्यूनिटी इनफैक्ट इन द यूएस Legal immunity to vaccine manufacturers goes back to the 1980s during Ronald Reagan's time. US government protected pharma companies such that separate vaccine courts were set up. Where trials were done behind closed doors. If an injury was linked to a vaccine, then the payment for the compensation was done by taxpayers money and pharma companies went scot free. Yep. India was being pressurized to do exactly the same. <clears throat> to do exactly the same, but they didn't do it. Um, well, you know, good, good for them. You know, what I mean, like they, they at least they did it. They were wise enough to do that. Uh, I think there was some prior cases there, right? 
uh, wasn't like Bill Gates, he ran some op program down there and the, he was essentially kicked out, right? I forget what jab it was that they run. Uh, to, you know, a lot of just injured kids and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I totally understand them. So uh, speaking to that too, by the way, in Germany, I put this on our telegram. This uh, is was erected on, on private land. You wish it wasn't so, but at least, again, at least they're doing it. Uh, it means something, right? That the, the first monument to the victims of the COVID-19 jab has been unveiled uh, in Germany. This stands right now at the, a uh, Saxon mining and tourist town uh, of with the name Zinwald Georgenfeld. Georgenfeld. Uh, now, this is uh, called a memorial to victims of vaccination from the COVID-19 pandemic. And the installation was sponsored by activists from the Free Saxony organization uh, in memory of the victims of the coronavirus vaccination experiment. The monument, as we said, was erected on private land, but at least it is on a popular tourist route. So people will be able to see it at least, uh, which is something. Uh, I mean, again, it's like if you're going to have if you're going to have statues and monuments to atrocities, but you, <laughs> you're not going to have it for how we were uh, abused and coerced and pushed into taking this jab. And, and many did, right? Many did. We can't let this go. We have to follow up. We have to have guilty uh, people have to be held accountable. And we have to have guilty parties here, right? Uh, all right. Uh, Western Collapse Report over on Odyssey uh, says nothing is going to stop the invasion of the southern border except hard men ready to do violence in Minecraft and landmines for long-term solutions. Always in Minecraft, of course. Is, uh, is that what it's called? Uh, Western Class Report says Crowder is a con ink uh, faggot. He admitted he was a big, a b a bi fag in videos. Is this? Uh, oh, are you talking about the latest, um, the uh, pre the previous show we did, the topic of of uh, Crowder, right? Uh, all right. Let me see one more here from Western Collapse Report. Uh, Connery was the man. Okay, I'll check that link in a little bit. Uh, thank you for that. Question collapse, appreciate it. Connery was the man. Is there some uh, based comment? All right, I'll check that, <laughs> check that in the break if I can. All right, thanks. Uh, let's see here. Now, uh, yes, yeah, so we're going to get into this with uh, Title 42, speaking to uh, Western Collapse's uh, comment there in regards to the uh, uh, the mine the Minecraft uh, extensions with the landmines and, and violent uh, little pixelated men in it. Uh, the so the Biden administration. Let's begin with this, right? Because one good thing, which happened a long time ago, uh, I think even Canada, which was just absurd on this front, did away with it before even the U.S. did. Uh, so at least the Biden admin has finally ending the vaccine mandate for federal workers and international travelers. The Biden administration is ending the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for federal employees, federal contractors, and other federally funded workers. What is that? They did. They put this in place. It's like November 2021 or something like that, I think. Right? Might be wrong on that. Uh, so a year and a half. I mean, it's all getting, you know, getting up to like two years almost in place. I insane. It's also ending vaccine requirements for international travelers ahead of the busy summer travel season. The vaccine requirements will end May 11th. And that's, of course, uh, Title 42. We'll talk about that in a moment, show some of the footage. It's uh, build up at the southern uh, border uh, down in the U.S., of course. When the Biden administration is officially declaring to end the public health emergency. Uh, in April, Congress passed and the president signed an end to the national and public health emergencies related to the pandemic effective immediately. 
The White House noted that 98% of federal employees received at least one dose of the vaccine or had uh, a pending or approved exception. Whew, man, I can't, I can't even... Can you imagine being coerced into this shit and then like actually being injured with it in some kind of capacity? Ouch. The end of the vaccine requirement for international travelers coming to the U.S. and for federally funded workers is further evidence the administration believes the U.S. has moved past the worst of the pandemic. This is why, like, they're going to they're going to wheel something out uh, at some point again, so, a, a second uh, second pandemic. You know they are right. Uh, so of course the the negative thing to this should never have those restrictions in place for for you know international travelers and stuff like that. Uh, I believe anyway. Uh, is, of course, that you're now going to have essentially what they're uh, talking about is going to be a mass invasion as, at the U.S. southern border as this Title 42 uh, is lifted. Border patrol readies for mass invasion uh, as Biden opens southern border uh, and lifts Title 42 in nine more days uh, and apparently sending 1,500 troops to the border as well, which is going to be, what, like nothing, I assume? It's going to be like a, a fart in space. Uh, the U.S. Border Patrol is ready for the largest illegal migrant surge at the southern border in U.S. history next week. Joe Biden is lifting Title 42. Already 700,000 to 1 million illegals have assembled at the border ready to surge across the U.S. southern border. Joe Biden has opened the borders to millions of illegal invaders. Title 42 is expected to be lifted lifted on May 10th. It'll be a... uh, (laughs) <laughs> it will be a virtual uh, invasion, right? 22,000 apprehensions were recorded at the border in the last 72 hours. Check that out. Incredible. There's a clip here. Let me see here. Uh, when it comes to illegal immigration, you have seen it come down. Yeah, they, they've talked about this. When is this When is this video from? Let me just see here. Is this recent? You, you hear them say this over and over. Oh, it's very low. No, no, it's super low right now. And it's like, no, it's, no, it's not. Uh, you're just going to see a, an incredible spike at the uh, <laughs> at the at the uh, at the lifting of this title. What, what did she say here? When it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down uh, by more than ninety percent, and that's because of this act, the actions that this president has taken. Uh, uh, no, that's that's not true. Uh, false. Someone says there was a window of time earlier this year where encounters with Venezuelans, Nicaraguans, and Cubans did temporarily dip 90% after a policy change. But other countries like China shot up over 800% illegal crossings, including Venezuelans, uh, back at peak highs now. Well, that's just days ago. So it's peak highs already. What do you think is going to happen when they lift this Title 42, right? Okay, so let's play. Uh, we got a couple of clips here, I think, from this too. Uh, check this out here. So a new caravan is forming here, headed towards the uh, the U.S. They've been detained for several months in southern Mexico. Estamos protestando por las 40 muertes de Ciudad Juárez para que cierren los institutos de migración para que el presidente Obrador mire que realmente es una una buena causa que destituyan al al director de de migración porque son estos son los campos de concentración y los búnkeres de este siglo. Y la sangre clama justicia. Y por eso caminamos. Vámonos, compañeros. 
Here we go. Fleeing violence and poverty in Central America. Thousands of migrants walk together for safety to Mexico each year. So it's funny. And I think it's almost like Mexico. Uh, yeah, so they're crossing several states in hope of finding a legal route into the United States. And of course, even if it's, uh, I mean, what, what, I mean, this is global news here. Like, this is bullshit. They'll enter in illegally. Of course they will, right? Maybe maybe some of them will, you know, seek asylum or whatever. But, like, what? See, fleeing violence? Like, why do you have to flee the country? We've made fun of this several times before, but it's like someone in a Western country is like someone is being violent. I, was, I remember one case. It was like some boy they were interviewing. Like, my uncle, was be, he was abusive. <laughs> I got to flee the country. Like, oh, you can't go to like an aunt or go across the street to a neighbor. What, what's, what's going on? You know, so they use every excuse they can. And so now it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't. We have it's the law. You know what I mean? You, they can legally uh, apply for asylum, uh, and of course, these uh, these facilities are going to be massively overwhelmed. And the solution for these people have always been just just let them in. That's that's, that's what they want. The, the reason why they consider this to be a crisis, right, uh, is because they can't just open the border and let them all in. Uh, but now that's probably what they're going to do. Remember that comment with Biden? I see if we can find that real quick. He was talking about, uh, he wanted like a quick pathway, just straight from like these South American countries, just straight into the country. I'll see if I find it here. But it was like, uh, that that's what, when they mean like, oh, there's a border crisis. Uh, they basically mean like too many people are being stopped and we can't just let them in quickly enough. Right? That's the crisis. Yep, get to the United States. Reclamo que desaparezca el Instituto Nacional de Migración. Queremos justicia para la comunidad migrante que fallecieron y pues que los yeah, here, I found the clipper. Check this out. Biden uh, want to make it uh, easier for people to get here, right? This is, this is why it's a crisis. Check this out. He made this comment in Mexico. This is like a, a few months back. Because look, right now, the cartels make a lot of money which they use for drug trafficking as well. People go through, have to make it through jungles and a long journey to the, to the, uh, uh, to the border. And many are victimized, not only in terms of what they have to pay, but victimized physically in other ways. And so we're trying to make it easier for people to get here, yep. opening up the capacity to get here, but not have them go through that god-awful process. We should just uh, we could just fly them straight in, right? We could just a luxury liners that were just ready to take you. <laughs> that's that's really what this is about. Really, is that really what you what you need right now? And then they talk, oh, labor shortages, and and then what? It, what it, oh, well, because of COVID, older people have exited the workforce. They're afraid. I've heard all these excuses, and it's like, like, don't you want workers to have leverage? Don't you want to be able to? What 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 happened to that anyway? Like companies will be forced to. Uh, offer more in wa wages, right? Because those uh, those positions uh, are going to be more, um, you know, sought, sought out. Or th those workers are going to be more sought after to fill those positions that companies have to have. Let it's nothing wrong with that. 
No, this is just a, a pure uniparty bullshit kind of stuff, right? The, the, the GOP have been pushing for this. Or we, I remember this is a couple of months back, but like Republicans were talking about like they, if there's one thing, if the bankers were talking about this, the one thing they can do for the economy right now is just to open the borders and just let them all in because we're so desperate for workers. Uh, I call bullshit here. Uh, here's one more here from NBC News. Let's check this one out. Tonight, hundreds of migrants crossing daily on the Rio Grande. Officials say it's perhaps an indicator of what's to come ahead of the end of Title 42 after COVID restrictions are lifted across the country. Here at the Mexican border city of Matamoros, an encampment of primarily Venezuelan and Nicaraguan migrants prepares to cross the river. They use inflatable mattresses. Many, like this woman, with small children in tow. It's hard, but you have to try, she says. The rush accelerated. Here's, uh, here's your replacement, guys. Check it out. ...by fear among migrants, with the Biden administration announcing stricter rules for entry as Title 42 is set to expire next month. A policy that, since 2020, prevented migrants from getting into the U.S. at least 2.5 million times. It's an approach focused on making migration more safe, orderly and humane and unadvancing the interests of the American people. Now the Biden administration is set to open migrant centers in Latin America with stiffer consequences for those who try to continue the journey illegally. With federal and local officials already stretched thin, Biden's domestic policy chief, Susan Rice, is announcing she will be stepping down next month. Rice had been key in advising the White House on immigration policy and tasked with creating a transition plan for when Title 42 would end. But along the border, the crisis has already begun. The Opportunity Center for the Homeless in El Paso at capacity and allowing hundreds of migrants to take shelter outside its facilities. A Department of Homeland Security official telling NBC News there's anxiety in the agency over current funding levels and the predicted rise in migration. DHS telling the White House it needs over $3 billion from Congress in order to have capacity for shelter, processing, and transport of migrants at the border. So the, this should just be, it should just be, uh, we need $3 billion to have, uh, you know, like the, like defense line up and just say uh no thank you we're full right that, that that's what should that's not even entering into this discussion here it's just like what we need more resources to process all these people we just need we just you know this is the same with the republicans right we just need these people to come in legally right it's nothing not, nothing about um nothing about it's not about race no no we just want them to come in legally to replace us right that's what it is Ah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, coming up, there will be a total shit show, and you will not be getting the the complete story, of course, from uh, from the mainstream, obviously. And one of the uh, one of the upsides, of course, <clears throat> to having a porous border uh, is, of course, that uh, the establishment are choosing uh, the convenience and the uh, basically the the the. Yeah, the, the interests of migrants over that of the uh, the, the current living population, the, the citizenry and so forth in the U.S., right? Uh, here's one such case. We had this in Texas. What, yesterday, I think this happened. Uh, it was a massacre. It was uh, a illegal migrant from Mexico who, by the way, as it says here, had been deported four times after entering the U.S. illegally. Uh, that murdered a family in cold blood, including a 19-year-old boy, right? <clears throat> so it basically means, well, okay, so he's deported four, t four times he's been deported. 
but can just walk right back in. Like nothing is happening. <laughs> Nothing's happening. Oh, well, we've deported these many. Okay, well, they, they're just going to go right back into the country again because no, the, there is no border. There is no border, right? All right, let me take you a couple of these here on uh, on Odyssey. I'm going to make sure I'm caught, caught up here. Uh, maybe next time says buy some eggs. Yeah, we buy uh, some eggs uh, local here. Much better price, by the way, than in the uh, the stores too. We have some great uh, uh, egg uh, producers here as well. Uh, Michael fifty seven de says uh, hail Henrik, hail the gods, and hail our folk. Good to see you, Michael. Uh, he says don't know if you've heard Israel is committing a new war crimes again. Big surprise uh, by attacking Syria without a declaration of war. Uh, I'm not surprised. I. They had some attack on the Gaza Strip, I think, right? This is a few days ago, maybe even a week ago. I, di I didn't cover that in detail. Uh, Israeli airstrikes, nothing but failed attempts to change regions status quo. And oh, that reminds me, by the way, we have to. Um, they uh, there's this new guy, uh, new guy. It, it's the uh, Pahlavi uh, uh, dynasty, right? In Iran, uh, Iran that have been like super He's visited Israel recently. He's the Greenblatt from the ADL. He's just uh, uh, heaping praise on this guy and stuff. It looks like they've found their guy for regime change in, in Iran. Uh, and it's one of these guys that uh, I guess belongs to the old uh, dynasty. Now, this is what they do, right? They they put a uh, they, they put a put a king in place to take away the king. They put a, a, a Muslim uh you know government essentially in place then they take that away this is what they do right they put saddam in place so they can use him for an x amount of decades and then when he's you know served his time essentially like well you know what we don't need you anymore then they go in and and they take him take him out right they, they destroy the regime and they put new puppets in place so we'll see what happens in iran something else we want to cover in more detail but he did his this guy pavlovi i forget his first name now He's done videos and stuff, and it's like, oh, Israel is so great. He visited Israel recently and stuff, and it's like, this is just t a total gay op, and you know it's going to come. But anyway, this is this is regarding uh, Syria here. Uh, by the way, Syria has condemned the recent air, uh, Israeli airstrike against the international airport in the country's northern city of Aleppo. So we're just back. It's weird. It's just like this. It's just this time loop stuff, right? Like uh, Trump is running for president again. The you know, bomb, you know, Israel is bombing Syria again. We're like right back, right? Like they couldn't take out Assad, uh, which is incredible, <laughs> by the way, in and of itself, that he pulled that off. Uh, however, that doesn't mean they've stopped trying. Uh, and definitely when it comes to Israel, they, they, they want they want to control these countries, or at least put their lackeys in place, right? So this happened in northern city of Aleppo, uh, saying the raids are part of uh, a desperate or desperate attempts by the occupying regime to change the region's status quo. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. Uh, all right, was this from today? Uh, May 3rd, yeah, recently. Okay, well, thank you for the link, Michael. I did not uh, hear about that. I heard about the attacks on Gaza. But, well, that's Israel for you. Uh, the greatest ally. Thank you, Michael. Uh, yeah, that's the Connor link. I'll check that out in, ba in a bit. Fact check, Mr. Wright says, Henrik is not wearing a pride flag. Of course I'm wearing a pride flag. Huh? Does that look, is the colors a little, does, it, does that look pink to you? It's orange. <clears throat> Got to white balance that better. We love our pride flags around here. That's why uh, uh, that's why Flashback uh, Fridays is all uh, tranny colors. That's what people uh, say. So <laughs> we have much respect for our trannies around here. Thank you, Mr. Wright. Appreciate that. All right. So uh, President Bunga over on Entropy. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. It's very kind of you. Good to see you. Did anyone ever figure out what was going on with Albert Borla's neck? Also, uh, the thing with these sh Shinaglos. Uh, 
these shinaglos. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. I gotta, maybe I need to Google that. Is that a new slang? Uh, the place they come to inhabit slash create in the U.S. are the same standards as their original countries. That's right. Magically, uh, they're not going on to create new conditions, but they create the same conditions. Uh, President Obama says massive murder rates just as dangerous, plus racial conflicts with the blacks. Now, that's true. Uh, they're just as poor and impoverished when they get to the USA. Yeah, I mean, again, it's like people have made the point, like you're, America's like trying to fight fight poverty, and then it's like they're you're importing uh, poverty. Yeah, Urban Dictionary, chin, Chinaglos, chin, Chingalos, I think it's Chingalo. Uh, in Mexico... In Mexico, people use it to say "fuck it." Okay, I didn't know that. Thank you for the uh, new new slang here. I guess uh, uh, President Obunga, appreciate appreciate that. Shin Shingalo, fuck it. Okay, uh, yeah. So, by the way, and it reminded me of this. He said, "The wording in the clip we played from uh, was it CBS News, whatever it was, NBC News, safe and orderly migration." That is, that's the key of the Sustainable Development Goals, right? Uh, United Nations Agenda 2030 Sustainable Development Goals. I've showed you this many times, but it has to be repeated that at least 10 out of the 17 of those goals, right? When you see Justin Trudeau with a sustainable development pin on, that's not an accident, especially when he's meeting with like Alexander Soros, George Soros, uh, you know, son, right? These are all messages. They're, they're running around with the Sustainable Development Goal pins, all these globalist leaders, right? This is what they've signed up to. This is what the Biden regime is implementing. Set ten, at least 10 out of those 17 goals contain targets and indicators that are directly relevant to migration, right? So it says that migration is a cross-cutting issue in the 2030 agenda relevant to all of the Sustainable Development Goals. And if we look at uh, number 10... There it is, right? The language, right? Facilitate orderly, safe, regular, and responsible migration and mobility of people, including through the implementation of planned and well-managed migration policy. So that this is why it's a manufactured crisis, right? They can point to the border and say, "Oh my God, look at this chaos! This is not, this is not orderly. We have to, we have to. Uh, the whole system needs to be overhauled." Uh, it's not orderly. It's not safe. We have to just, as I said, there'll be, if they could, they'll have like teleportation machines of just like whoop, sucking them out of South America into, uh, you know, di- directly into rural, uh, urban, and, uh, you know, whatever, essentially, uh, environments in the U.S. Anyway, everywhere, right? Everywhere. Not, not only big cities, send them out to the rural areas, uh, just occupy as much space as possible with these new populations coming in. Uh, without any, you know, issues raised of of the conditions they bring the violence the poverty that they bring the problems the other issues no 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 it's just no this is part of the un sustainable development goals we solve poverty by lifting people uh you know out of poverty by importing them into the west and then we'll just give them money see that's how it works uh incredible all right um let me see here what we had. Oh yeah, that, that reminds me too. So we did uh, the Pope, uh, the uh, the the Texas massacre there. Right? Just just one of the one of the uh, upsides to uh, to having a porous border. Uh, so the Pope uh, have of course come out. Now this is not directly uh, related to the situation in the U.S. Uh, this is in Europe, uh, but still you have the same issues there, where you have global global homo elites, in this case religious leaders, the head of the Vatican, the Catholic Church, basically saying. 
we have to repopulate villages in Europe with migrants in order to compensate for the drop of native births in Europe. It's a, it's a recent clip. It's not translated, but we'll play it anyway, because uh, that's what he's talking about. And this was, I believe this is during his trip to Hungary, which of course has been flagged right by the EU as being this you know, racist nation and all these problems of fascism and <laughs> all these things with Viktor Orban in Hungary. But when he was there, the Pope, uh, he warned of rising nationalism in Europe as he appeals for migrants. Anyway, so here's the uh, here's the clip here with the the Papa, <clears throat> uh, him talking about this. And you can fi- you can figure it out. This is, I assume it's Latin, uh, migration and nations and uh, you know all that stuff. Listen, listen, listen to this. I think it's probably Italian, actually, isn't it? Yeah, here it is, right? Uh, it, Italian, Spanish children, right? So this is probably a, a lower birth. Is this what he says? They're lower births? I'm, I'm guessing my way forward here. Ultimamente, l'anno scorso io parlato un incontro delle famiglie su questo e ultimamente ho visto che anche il governo and Maloney by the way Nidale has been awful she said she was going to do all these things and she, of course she did nothing was not another dad big surprise yeah I think he's ta- yeah I think he's talking about the birth rates there in Italy and Spain uh, the villages deserts like the deserted villages United Nations program for migration. There it is. Yep. Totally lined up. So based. So based. Sweden. There is a Sweden right there. Yeah. Example of Sweden. Blah blah blah. Keep uh, keep my uh, country's name out of your filthy mouth. He's, there, there he's sitting with his oversized yamuka talking about how we have to bring in migrants into Sweden and Spain and Italy. Imagine my shock. Alright, there it is. Anyway, no... Uh, no direct translation there. I wish it was a translated clip, but yeah, I th- I believe that's when he was visiting, uh, when he was visiting uh, Hungary that he said uh, said those things. Uh, Pope meets refugees, urges Hungary to show charity to all. Right, and then they get well, it's it's just Ukrainian migrants. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's like, no, it's not. It's Sub-Saharan Africans. It's Eastern uh, Middle Easterners, North Africans, and all this kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, it was. Uh, President Ubunga, Ubunga was sending a couple of a uh, couple of uh, links there too, uh, and this is exactly what I was talking about, right? Uh, path to regime change in Iran runs through Reza Pahlavi, right? Uh, this is from is this from April. Uh, sometimes they don't have date. Am I blind? Just show me the damn date. Oh, today? No, Monday. It says Monday. So okay, like two days ago. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly what I was talking about, right? He's meeting with the ADL and all that kind of stuff, right? This is our. So you know it's going to be some call for like he, here's a secular guy you know yes he's like uh, uh, he's he's a I believe right he's a part of the older um, royal dynasty I, I think I'm correct on that but they're basically no no there will be a uh, it'll be a 
a, a, a liberal democracy under this guy, you know, kind of like, yeah, so heads up on that. I mean, I think we're going to see a, a, a massive gay op in Iran soon. And this is, they, they've made their, they made their pick. It's this guy. Uh, he's, uh, he, he goes to Israel and like, to, <laughs> you know, to all these wonderful things, right? Oh my God. It's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, thank you, President Bunga. So I'll check some of that out. And th- yeah, there's some clips with him talking and stuff like that. Something we'll probably try to cover Friday. Uh, all right. Another thing here, too. Uh, another sad story from the UK. Uh, also, of course, another uh, consequence of open borders uh, is that uh, our people are being uh, abused and uh, mur- straight up murdered in some cases, uh, while our authorities and governments are looking the other way. And as I said before, they're prioritizing uh, the... Um, well, essentially the comfort and the economic situation of migrants over that of our security and our children's security. Uh, parents of seven-year-old Emily Jones, remember her? We covered her at the time, whose throat was slashed by paranoid schizophrenic Albanian woman tell Inquest that their daughter would still be alive if killer hadn't been granted asylum. But this needs to be, this is obvious, but it needs to be continued pointed out, right? Uh, parents of Emily Jones said she would still be alive if killer wasn't granted asylum. Eltionaskana uh, charged with murder, but trial was stopped due to schizophrenia. Okay, there we go. <clears throat> That's why this is so important that we let these people in. Right? These are the engineers, uh, data scientists, you know, nano, uh, nano uh, uh, technologists, <laughs> what the hell it's called, nanobot scientists. Uh, artificial intelligence, uh, uh, deep learning programmers. Uh, the parents of seven-year-old girl whose throat was slashed by a mentally ill Albanian woman uh, as she rode her scooter says their daughter would still be alive if her killer hadn't been granted asylum. At the start of the inquest today probing the horrific Mother's Day killing of seven-year-old Emily Jones, they said it should vigorously examine how this lunatic woman uh, was allowed to stay in Britain. Now 33 years old, the paranoid schizophrenia uh, suffers tra- uh, paranoid schizophrenic. Now 33, the paranoid schizophrenic, I think it should be, uh, suffers trial. Heard she smuggled herself into Britain on the w- on the back of a lorry. Well, odd language here, uh, and claimed asylum on the grounds that she was a victim of traffickers. Yes, it. They don't need any proof of any of this. They can literally just make it up as they go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Oh, I'm being. Tra- I'm. Someone is doing violence against me in in uh, in my home country. Okay, no papers, no nothing. Right. Um. Yeah. So she was initially turned down, only for the decision to be overturned on appeal. So they. So you know. So if she's a paranoid schizophrenic, that means, of course, she's getting help. Right. She has a. There's an attorney there. There's someone just like doing this on a mechanical basis of just like each case. Well, we investigate each case and we try, you know, it's some like NGO or some kind of uh, group just dedicated to this, presumably. But the home office was never revealed whether it was, has never revealed whether it was ever informed that Scana had told the doctors her claim has been based on a lie or that she had previously been suspected of wielding a knife. There's uh, young Emily Jones right there. So yes, here's a yet another uh, white girl who would have been alive if it wasn't for our goddamn traitorous uh, pieces of shit in, in power who, who continue to uh, pry open our borders and uh, take the side of migrants and rapists and sick people and, uh, uh, you know, refugees over that of ours. This this alone should be a... Well, that's it then, you know what? 
like that like this is the only case but i'm just saying on this on this ground alone stop the whole stop it stop all of it we have to figure out what's going on there there are people coming in now there's not killing a uh, little uh, girl it's funny how that works right it's always like oh my god you know it's like we'll talk about the crazy trans stuff you know there's more of that shit's going on with the u.s navy they're using drag queens now to recruit and stuff like that but it's just like they're didn't you know, stop stop the whole country <laughs> there's like there's P young kids, they're not getting affirmed health care because, uh, you know, some states in the U.S. have, have denied uh, the basis of that it's harmful for little uh, kids to get uh, gender, uh, you know, reassignment surgery. Oh, my God, what's going on? Here's just little kids being murdered. Just, but is there a wider discussion about that? Well, what's leading to that? Who's doing these murders? Should we maybe should we maybe stop what's leading to these little girls being killed? Mm, I don't know. Call me crazy. No, no, no. If it's a uh, someone can't uh, have their genitals mutilated, then oh my, holy shit! Stop everything. Hey, okay. All right. So check this out. Here, this is. We were told this is a conspiracy theory. No one is trying to stop your gas stoves. This is a, it's an exaggerated thing, right? We saw we showed you the report from the World Economic Forum sponsored. Uh, group, EMG, I forget what they were called, uh, RMG or something, uh, who came out and said, yep, for, for the environment, we have to stop gas stoves, right? The, it was essentially pushed by a uh, World Economic Forum approved uh, group, right? And then somebody, this is exaggerated. No one is coming for your gas stoves. Well, you know, give it a couple of months. And now, of course, it's beginning, right? It's, it's just New York now, but you know this is going to spread eventually. Uh, so New York is poised to pass first statewide law banning natural gas in new buildings. There you go. There it is, right? New York is poised to become the first state in the country to pass a law banning fossil fuel combustion in most new buildings. Get rid of gas stoves, furnaces, and propane heating in favor of climate-friendly appliances, such as heat pumps and induction stoves, which, what, run on electricity, I assume? <laughs> how, do you get, how are you going to run these, right? The law would likely take effect in 2026 for most new buildings under seven stories and in 2029 for larger buildings. And then, of course, they retroactively backtrack. Oh, now they got to get out of them, out of older buildings, blah, blah, blah. Following weeks of negotiations, uh, insane Governor Kathy Hochul in New York and state lawmakers included the ban in the $229 billion state budget deal. That's always what they do. They include it. Uh, as fine print in a uh, thousand, <laughs> you know, pages long document, uh, with a final vote to enact the law anticipated this week. I bet, I bet you they're going to do it. We'll, we'll follow up what happens. But again, anyway, uh, there's the story. That's that's that in a nutshell. We don't have to go through it. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, no one is coming for your gas stoves. No, no, no. It's a no. It's totally fine. Nothing's happening. And then you find out. Oh, England is banning. Uh, your ability to uh, heat your homes with wood stoves now. See, the, it's everything is going to be at the flick of a switch, right? Yes, it's going to be electricity, and somehow that just also going to have to be generated. But leaving that to, to the side, let's assume that they the electrical grid can handle all the new appliances, right? As as they uh, do away with uh, with the fossil fuels. And all the new cars, all the new EVs that's going to be on the roads in the same story in Europe as in, in the U.S. on this front. Um, they're banning, what was it, after 2026 now, I think, in, or 27 in some states. California is, is moving ahead on this. 
Uh, no new internal combustion engine vehicles. It will all be electrical vehicles. It's like the, the infrastructure is not even in place to handle this. It would be over the the it would be overload instantaneously if you had you had added like millions of cars, right? Which they are expected to do. How are you gonna how are you, this is gonna work? But the point is, so even if they could, the point is it's gonna be at the flick of a switch. It's going to be there for someone can just like take take out a zone at least with like propane wood stoves or gasoline like yes you can have might not be ideal at every at every you know crisis or catastrophe or increases in prices or stuff like that but at least you have a little bit of autonomy you can actually have a you know corporation or something like you know producing or uh you know they can move ahead with let's take diesel right i mean the the idea with diesel was that you could have uh uh, farmers that could be essentially self-sufficient. They could actually grow uh, the vegetable that they need to produce the oil, right? That was one of the ideas behind a diesel engine. Um, so let's assume you have diesel engines, right? You can actually run it on, on vegetable oil. Again, might not be ideal, but you could do it. But, but in this case, everything will be uh, digital. Everything will be remote. It will be, you know, uh, uh, transponders in your vehicles. It will be remote shutdown. Everything will have a chip in it. Everything will be scanned and traced and stuff. You have all these electrical vehicles and stuff. If they want to, they can just turn this off, and that's it, right? You've been uh, you've been a bad boy. Well, no uh, no heating for you in your apartment in your pod. Uh, that's why this is so scary, right? We need more independence, not dependence on these centralized huge systems. Because if something happens, even a goddamn solar flare directed in the wrong place would knock all of this shit out in an instant. Uh, yeah, there's surely they're building they're building for our future, right? <laughs> All right. Um, let me see here. Uh, uh, Wisson Collapse report says, uh, as they say in Ebonics, we be fucked. Yep. Uh, and one more here from Western. And they're taking AM radios out of cars. I don't know if you all heard about this. Uh, they want to uh, kill conservative talk radio, too. Are they... Uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, that's a bit, that's a, it, it's good to have these systems as backups, right? Wasn't there something, maybe I'm confusing that with, uh, maybe with certain bands that they used to broadcast television on or something like that. But there was, there were some of these frequency uh, ranges that they, like when they went over, I, I, maybe it was TV, it was not AM radio, but they went over to uh, digital, you know, TV signals and stuff like that. And when they took that out, uh, took that away, they allocated that for like other, you know, governments, like communication systems and things like that. But it was, I forget all the details, but there was something like there was <laughs> people who were like, you know, I, nothing is off the table at this point. It was like, yep, they're running like, uh, 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 you know, basically like, uh, it, let me let me put it, it was like mind influencing frequencies on these new uh, new bandwidths and, and uh, ultra low bandwidth. What's we call? I, I covered it at the time, but essentially you can like, implant uh this was the claim in a way like your thoughts in people's minds are like all oh, this crazy stuff i wouldn't be surprised you know what i mean uh i can't back that up 100 but I, w I wouldn't be surprised at least at least that they're trying shit like this um sort of manipulate every aspect of, of people all right um what was the sean Con? let me play that it was from i think this was this western collapse report let me see who sent this yeah so I haven't heard this. Let's see what Sean Connery says here. With, with men and women. Years ago, you did an interview, which may come back to haunt you. What, you know what I'm going to say, right? No. Okay. You did an interview <laughs> in which you said, 
not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist. It's better to do it with an open hand. Mm. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't love that. I haven't changed my opinion. Uh, you haven't? No. You think it's good to slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. I, I think, think it's bad. It must... he did, did Sean, Sean Connery died last year, right, didn't he? I don't think it's that bad. I think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it. Yeah. What would merit it? Well, if you have tried everything else, and <laughs> women are pretty good at this, they, they can't leave it alone. Yeah? They don't want to have the, <laughs> the, the last word, and you give them the laugh, last word, but they're not happy with the last word. They want to say it again and, <laughs> and get into a really provocative situation. Then, I think it's absolutely right. To give her a good slap? Yeah, absolutely. What if she gives you a good slap back? Well, then you get into another area. I mean, uh, then maybe she's getting to like it, and then it becomes something else. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, no, no, I, seriously, I think that uh, it's the last resort. He's not going to do it because he wants to do it. Huh? Wait till people see this interview. Are you going to get mail? <laughs> Wait until we... I get some female. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's funny. Yeah, it reminds me of, uh, what was that, the airport? Air, no, airplane, that's right. I think this is the one. I think this is the scene. Uh, remember this, the, the calm down scene, right? Some hysterical woman. Let me play, let me play this real quick here. I don't know, we're, we're totally off on a tangent now, but whatever. Well, <laughs> remember this, hysterical woman? Good slap. All right, enough of that. Uh, let's uh, let's do this here. Uh, where were we here? We did this one. All right, so we got to talk about the, uh, the the bank the bank stuff here, right? <clears throat> we had uh, a joining here of the uh, uh, one of the larger banks it was a First Republic, uh, uh, who essentially merged up into uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. With uh, Jamie Dimon at the head of it, America has a new second biggest bank failure, and Jamie Dimon has another rescue. Our government invited us and others to step up, and we did. That's right. So we're the heroes here, right? Regulators seized troubled First Republic Bank early Monday, making it the second largest bank failure in U.S. history. Or maybe it was J.P. Morgan Chase that now became one of the bigger banks. Is that what happened? I, I, I forget where they are in the hierarchy, but the point is, consolidation right that's what this is about they're consolidating uh more and more banks and more and more financial power into fewer hands which as we know of course will pave the way for things like cbdc uh, and overhaul of the financial system and i think that's part of it even if this wasn't planned this is how they play the game like eh, it's no it's fine if that happens we got it under control uh so anyway the second largest bank failure in u.s history uh, and promptly sold all of its deposits and most of its assets to J.P. Morgan Chase Bank in a bid to head off further banking turmoil in the U.S. San Francisco-based First Republic is the third mid-sized bank to fail in two months. Everything's everything's fine, folks. It's the greatest U.S. economy in history. 
the only larger bank failure was Washington Mutual, which collapsed at the height of the 2008 financial crisis and was also taken over by J.P. Morgan. First Republic has struggled since March. Uh, the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank happened at that time. Uh, investors and depositors have grown increasingly worried it might not survive because of high amount of uninsured deposits and exposure to low interest rate loans. So the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the FDIC, said early Monday that First Republic's bank's 84 branches in eight states will reopen as branches of J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and depositors will have full access to all of their deposits. I think we had Jamie Dimon commenting on this here, too, uh, of the acquisition of First Republic Bank. And I think the comment was, uh, if you have a problem with bank consolidation, well, you should ask the bank regulators. So in other words, we didn't do anything wrong. If I didn't do it, you see, someone else would have. That's the uh, that's the attitude here. No crystal ball is perfect, but yes, I think the banking system is very stable. A lot of the deposit outflows. It's very stable, folks. Remember that. The quantitative tightening. It wasn't because these people are having runs. There are only so many banks offside this way, and. I think this is, there, you know, there may be another smaller one, but this pretty much resolves them all. But this part of the crisis is over. We support and want community banks and regional banks. Uh, you need big banks too, and you know, to, to do the type of business we do around the world for our larger clients. Uh, and, you know, and banks will consolidate. You're gonna have all of that taking place. You should ask the bank regulators. What they're banks will consolidate, check that out. There's just something that will, it's inevitable. Banks will consolidate, of course it will. Uh, and you know, the, and banks will consolidate. You're going to have all of that taking place. But you should ask the bank regulators what their real viewers of consolidation. <laughs> yeah, no exactly. Well, I mean, oh well, that that you know, oh well, I'm. Uh, if I didn't do it, or we didn't do it, someone else would. Kind of attitude. It's like, well, uh, first of all, that's bullshit, right? But it might it might be true. But it's like, well, since you are now doing it. Uh, you should get shit for doing it and being one of these bastard banksters that just consolidates more and more and more and more all the time. Um, no, this is one of the banks that are, that's uh, too big to fail. It isn't JP, uh, JP, or, uh, Jamie Diamond. As a, a Greek heritage, she's one of the few uh, uh, few guys, I think, in the uh, in the in the field. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's well take that for what that's worth. Uh, in my mind, over on Entropy Stream says uh schizo my ass thanks for sh uh, for covering this bs uh all of this needs to stop thank you my mind yeah uh, talking about the albanian schizophrenic who just well she had a ment she had a mental issue so that's the reason she uh, cut off the head uh, or slit the throat i guess of this little they, she, they almost she almost cut off her head remember that in the beginning when we reported on it it stuffed her in a suitcase and basically on very very close to just cutting off her head oh she's just She's meant. She's mentally distraught. It's uh, it's it's fine. Uh, keep the borders open. <clears throat> okay. So here, check this out. Um, regarding Jamie Dimon, right? Deposition of J.P. Morgan CEO Dimon in Jeffrey Epstein lawsuit set for late May. Sources say this is something we got to follow up on. Now we talked about in in the latest Western Warrior. We had the portion about Epstein's uh, calendar that was emerging. It was a Wall Street Journal uh, that had a story on this, and we talked about it, and we talked about some of the people mentioned in there. Uh, 
Uh, Noam Chomsky was, was in there, right? The, the, the daily, ca the calendar, Epstein's calendar. So this is separate from the little black book that he had, right? His little travel log or whatever. Uh, this is his calendar, who he, he had booked uh, dinners with, appointments with, business, uh, or, or I guess otherwise. Um, but one of them was also William Burns, right? Who's currently the head of the CIA. People like this. Like, why the hell are they having meetings and, and lunches and all this kind of stuff uh, with a convicted pedophile. This is after 2006 when he was uh, uh, convicted of those charges in, in Florida, right? Uh, those young, young girls. Oh, it's totally fine. It's not, nothing's going on with this. Uh, so imagine my shock now when uh, uh, the JP Morgan guy uh, is drawn into this as well. You, kn you know that there's, you know there's something here, right? These people wouldn't ascend to the level that they would without that. And it was this Epstein doing favors all the time for these people. Like, oh, look, um, you know, it was like a, uh, who was it again? It was a big, uh, what was her name? Well, it was one of the Rothschild ladies, by the way, Ar Ariana de Rothschild. She was obviously in there, right? Big, big surprise. Uh, she had meetings with him many, many times. Uh, I forget the other woman's name now. There was one of them. She was like a, uh, high up with like law firms and stuff like that. I'll see if I can find her name in a little bit. Um, he was like, oh, so, you, you know, he somehow finds out her travel schedule and then just like, calls up his assistant or whatever. Uh, hey, can you check if uh, there's a first class first class seat on that plane that she's traveling on? And if there's one vacant, uh, you, you know, upgrade her seat to that. Right? They, all this back, you know, patting each other's backs, doing each other favors, a bunch of this. That, that's how they operate, right? Schmoozing, brown nosing and stuff. And yes, they had a, a, a predator, probably Mossad asset um, pedophile in their midst. Uh, that's one of the ringleaders of, in, in all this shit. And uh, so, of course, the J.P. Morgan CEO is, is roped into this as well. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon will be deposed in late May over two days for a lawsuit accusing the giant bank of benefiting from sex trafficking by the late money manager Jeffrey Epstein, a source told CNBC's uh, Emmon Javes. The government of the U.S. Virgin Islands and one of Epstein's accusers are suing J.P. Morgan, which has denied any wrongdoing. Of course, we didn't do anything wrong. We just kept his accounts open. We were just we were just good buddies with Epstein and uh, ensure that he could continue with business as usual. Of course, uh, but no, we we didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, yeah, we shut we shut down some uh, some dissidents that said mean things on the internet. But uh, hey, look, at least we'll let the international pedophile rings continue to operate, right? Uh, Epstein, who killed himself in a jail in 2019, that happened while awaiting trial for child sex trafficking, previously was a friend of two former presidents, Donald Trump and Bill Clinton, uh, and Britain's Prince Andrew. Well, there's a lot more than that, but yeah, that's that's a few of them. All right, so we'll see what happens here. So in late May, that's coming up, uh, Diamond's questioning under oath will occur in New York on May 26th and 27th, a Friday and Saturday, the source said. We'll uh, try to keep an eye on that. Remember that. Uh, that could always be interesting when they're... Not that they... Of course, they lie, despite the fact of being, uh, you know, on on oath, what do you call it? <laughs> Having taken an oath to to tell the truth, right? They could be... They could, of course, can go to jail if they're found out. Uh, not that they have, though. I mean, what, what was the latest one? Fauci was just lying in front of uh, one of the hearings, right? He, he took an oath uh, to, uh, to 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 tell the truth, and of course, blatantly he lied like a number of times. Uh, I think it's five years in jail for each time you lie, and he's lied like I don't know ten times at least. He should he should be Fauci should be in jail for the rest of his life 
not just for the COVID bullshit and the ATC scam back in the 80s, but like, or the PTZ, what was it called again? Uh, but um, just for lying uh, in front of these uh, committees and, and the hearings he was at. Uh, the government of the U.S. Virgin Islands has said one of Epstein's accusers are suing J.P. Morgan. The bank is denied any wrongdoing. Epstein was a former customer of J.P. Morgan for years. The bank only cut ties with him in 2013, five years after he pleaded guilty in Florida state court to soliciting sex from an underaged girl. There you know. Happy to provide banking services for pedophiles, of course. Jamie Dimon knew in 2008 that his billionaire client was a sex trafficker. An attorney for the Virgin Islands said at a court hearing in March, the bank has said Diamond did not have knowledge about Epstein that was relevant to the lawsuit. In addition to lawyers for the Virgin Islands and Epstein's accusers, lawyers for Jess Stolle, J.P. Morgan's former investment banking chief, will get to question Diamond. J.P. Morgan argues that Stolle, not the bank, is legally responsible for any civil liability related to its dealings with Epstein. On Wednesday, attorneys in the suits were scheduled to depose William Langford, who previously served as top J.P. Morgan executive responsible for anti-money laundering efforts, financial crimes and compliance, and regulatory management. Uh, the Virgin Island lawsuit claims that J.P. Morgan facilitated and concealed wire and cash transactions that raised suspicion of and were in fact part of a criminal enterprise whose currency was for the sexual servitude of dozens of women and girls in and beyond the Virgin Islands. Well, they're, uh, most of what they're doing is uh, fucking criminal. Anyway, human trafficking was the principal business of the accounts Epstein maintained at J.P. Morgan, the suit says. Epstein, oh, here we go, they re-litigate re re the stuff. All right, so we'll see what happens. May, uh, was it, 26th and 27th, uh, Jamie Dimon uh, will be uh, deposed. Interesting. Okay. Now, for priorities here, right? This is uh, important stuff. Uh, the Biden regime... Uh, is uh, is keeping up with what matters around the globe, bringing us uh, global homo. Uh, the Biden administration is wasting over five hundred thousand uh, dollars tax dollars teaching transgender youths in Pakistan and Nepal. Well, this is this is certainly a very important priorities here. Uh, a pair of recent reports highlighted the Biden administration's ridiculous spending of tax dollars on educating transgender children in nations around the world. The U.S. Department of State grants posted Wednesday is offering 500000 to teach English to Pakistani kids, including intensive professional development courses for Pakistani transgender youth. <laughs> do, they have, um, do they have the same problem in, the, in those countries or... Is it, is it less so? Or are these the programs that will ensure that they that they get that, right? Uh, one of the component of the grant is professional development for transgender youth ages 13 to 25 and for Afghan teachers, students, and young professionals residing in Pakistan. The program hopes to find the most effective way to reach the greatest number of Pakistani transgender youth and Afghan teachers, students, and young professionals from diverse locations across Pakistan. According to uh, Fox News Digital, a State Department spokesperson said the grant was common as the department often focuses on marginalized communities. Let me see if I can find... Let me see here. Do you remember? Let me see here. What was it? Uh, let me just do a couple of searches real quick here. Um, 
It was Afghanistan where they were showing. I think I did an outtake of that. Let me see here. Afghanistan. Yes. So we we've shown you that of them like struggling to just train, you know, like the the military in Afghanistan, right? Of them them being part of setting that up. Maybe I don't have the. No, I don't think I have that. That's that's a shame. It was basically one of the uh, people from the State Department that was showing them like modern art and try to educate them in like uh, they, they basically showed them uh, Deschamps urinal, right? I forget what he called the piece. Remember that was one of the first like the most ugliest modern art degenerate shit ever. Uh, and I just remember that clip. They're like showing the, the American. Americans are like showing these Afghan women this like <laughs> this modern. It's just so absurd the amount of money that's being spent on these kinds of things. You know what I mean? It's like maybe you could help Americans at home. You know, like <laughs> no, it's just five hundred thousand for transgender uh, Pakistanis and Afghans. And we would have to read more. This is how absurd it is. Um, and if they didn't have a problem with that, they will create a problem with these kinds of things. So it reminds me of this one, uh, of the U.S. Navy now adopting a, a new, uh, a new uh, uh, transgender uh, person who's enlisted here. That's going to, I guess, somehow operate as a uh, as a as a recruit recruiter, right? This is this will recruit a lot of transgenders to the U.S. Navy because again, nothing is more important. So they're using a drag queen influencer to attract a wide range of new troops as recruitment plummets. The Navy brought on a drag queen who is an active duty sailor to a digital ambassador program aimed at targeting a wide array of potential recruits through digital platforms like Instagram, a spokesperson told the Daily Caller. The Navy is seeking different ways of reaching younger recruits as it faces a historic recruiting crisis. Really? That's fascinating. I'm not sure how that works, but um, yeah, imagine my shock that uh, young, uh, normal kids are going to put their life on the line and go die for a country that has turned their back on them and now prioritize uh, shit like this. Uh, an effort is indeed being made to connect recruiting to the interests and concerns of Gen Z. Lieutenant Ian Clark and uh, PO, what is that? PO third class Kyle Atkinson, U.S. Navy, wrote for the U.S. Naval Institute Journal in January 2023. Uh, so the Navy brought on an active duty drag queen to participate in a pilot program aimed at reaching a wider audience through popular social media platforms as military faces severe recruiting woes. Yeoman second class Joshua Kelly with the stage name Harpy Daniels. Ugh announced the Navy invited him to become the first Navy digital ambassador in November 2022. Social media posts highlighting his journey from performing on deck in 2018 to becoming a leader and advocate of people who were oppressed for years in the service. The digital ambassador initiative in which Kelly participated ran from October 22 to March 2023 and was designed to explore the digital environment to reach a wide range of potential candidates, the Navy spokesperson said. So let's, uh, here's the uh, fantastic uh, Instagram here, right, uh, of this person. Let's check out some of the videos here uh, that... Uh, uh, it it posted. Here's one. Now this was on. Uh, what's the name again here? Oh my god. Uh, Harpy Daniels uh, Instagram account. 
Uh, here's that, because I know you want to follow this, folks. So here, 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 uh, here we go. I hear the train Something's dragging. All right. But that train keeps rolling. All down the bad and gone. This will do it, folks. This will solve the Navy's recruitment crisis. My mama told me, son, always be a good boy. Alright. Alright, one more here. Okay. Happy Pride! That's right. Serve loud and be proud. Here we go. <clears throat> uh, fantastic. So these, <laughs> these are some of the, uh, of course, incredible uh, videos here that you can uh, check out on the... <laughs> Harpy Daniels Instagram. Uh, U.S. Navy platformed drag queen influencer to attract youth to the military in hiring crisis. Only 13% of 18 to 29-year-olds are highly willing to join the military, according to a 2022 survey. Now, what in the, what in the world could be the reason for this? It's actually, Fox News has a clip here. I want to go forward a little bit on this. They have an interview with this. And by the way, the, the, the preceding segment is, is just int interestingly as well. Uh, they talk about how they're like, uh, uh, you know, below the, the worst. This is the army, it's not the Navy, but, you know, it's, a, it's the same sphere. People don't want to go fight and die. Uh, they don't, even with all the perks and all the, the free gender reassignment surgery that the Army and Navy uh, is offering now, way below recruitment, right? A uh, lot of problems. But... They, the Fox News segment had a person walking around, right, asking, and it was like, they went to, I think, it looks like Columbia University, New York, or something like that, uh, and it was like, it's all Asians, it's all like, you know, mi like migrants, or like non-white uh, uh, non populations. These are, and they're like, well, my, my, you know, they say in the clip, my dad came here, you know, and uh, he wasn't in the military, hasn't really been in a discussion in my family. No, of course not. You, you expect you know, these kids to line up who are first, second generation migrants? Of, of course not. They, there's no link, no patriotic link to the country. They don't give a shit. Anyway, so that was obvious. That was the thing. But anyway, let's play this little clip here. It brings these service, um, uh, these two Navy, Navy guys on. To talk about it, listen to what to say here. Major General Edward Thomas, commander of the U.S. Air Force Recruiting Service. Air Force, sorry, okay, not Navy here, Air Force. Welcome to both of you guys. So, Dan, I'll start with you. Why is it that most people are not choosing to join these days? Can we get this to work? Let me refresh here. Okay, let me start start this up. Sorry, guys. All right, I'll go forward here. Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, go. former U.S. Air Force fighter pilot and Check founder this of Folds of Honor. Very familiar face to us. Plus, Major General Edward Thomas, commander of the U.S. Air Force Recruiting Service. Welcome to both of you guys. So, Dan, I'll start with you. Why is it that most people are not choosing to join these days? Well, I think it's a variety of reasons, Brian, but we're here between General Thomas and I to kind of set that record straight because there's a lot of misperceptions out there. Demographically, we've got... 
there's a misperception demographically. There's a, okay. You, you, you see what this 77 percent of the country that doesn't qualify and that 23 percent so it's a smaller pond why reaching is that? out to them Dan, and sharing the qualify? extraordinary opportunities why don't they qualify it's a combination of factors physical fitness mental health uh, etc but uh we're excited to get people in and share the opportunities of the but you're not getting any people though <clears throat> they're too either too fat or they're too lazy, or they have mental problems. There's issues. This is, <laughs> and now you're like, um, I know, I know what's going to do it. Let's have people that have gender reassignment surgery and most likely already suffer from some kind of mental ailment, right? They're looking at this. I've showed you the stats before. They're looking at this and they're just saying, same as the Bud Light thing. Like, oh, well, that's it. Number of people among the young, right? Generation Z, et cetera. Millennials that that as that uh, identify as LGBT is going up. If trends continue, well, it will be a hundred percent by twenty forty five or whatever. So that means uh, screw the uh, heteronormative, uh, you know, legacy demographic group in America. Let's just go straight uh, to the uh, to the gay Gen Z. <laughs> the Air Force that changed my this, life. Uh, gonna, this is going to. This is the country going to go, go to war with China and, and, and Russia, really? How do you think this is going to work out? That's why I'm here at, Re at Recruiting Command with General Thomas. Uh, all right, General Thomas, the Air, yeah, Force, Brian, just, Air Force is off by how many? Uh, right now, we're still uh, working to meet our goal for this fiscal year, but uh, we're, we're go I'd say below glide slope, using Air Force terms, by about, by about 10%. This year, that's probably about 3,000 right now out of really a, a population of about 30,000 uh, enlisted recruits. We're working hard over the next few months to be able to gain that ground and get uh, every airman in the Air Force that we need. Right. So, Dan, in particular, you mentioned not eligible. Don't you think also getting on to the high schools, pitching, talking about the military, getting on the campuses, talking about the military as a career option? Yeah, I'll let General Thomas handle that. Um, he's yeah. got a lot of boots on the ground out there. Yeah, look, reconnecting with the American public is one of the things that we've got to do a better job at. <laughs> right now, we have what I'd call a math problem in America. Bring, bring it on, yeah, bringing on transsexuals. That's is that really the the way for? It's funny, you know, and then you realize it's this is not about building up. This is literally about destroying. This is to weaken, uh, to undermine. Uh, to create discord, to 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 seed the chaos that's necessary, uh, so that you eventually, eventually down the road, not not anytime soon, uh, bring about the order that you want. Right? This is uh, this is multipolar multipolar world order shit right here. The companies do it. And I, they don't care that they're going broke. They they just keep doing it. You know, stocks tumble and all that stuff. And sure, I mean, but like, oh, we apologize. Now I saw something latest with them. They're like giving. Uh, uh, re retailers, I think, like free Bud Light to try to make up for them, so they will say, I, I don't know, like all these crazy things. Uh, but there's, there's like, point, uh, this is a point of no return, right? And the Fox News segment there is like, oh, there's a, oh, there's just a, look at the lower third. Uh, it's a cultural shift, right? It's just, a, oh, it's just a cultural shift. Is that, uh, is that uh, contributing? America's military recruiting crisis. There's a cultural shift happening. Yeah, just completely organic is this cultural shift. There's nothing to this, nothing at all. Uh, in my mind says, uh, but no money for the vets and the U.S. people who need it. Fuck these politicians. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the point here too. Um, 
with all the problems that exist, the the issues that they're pivoting towards is 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 unbelievable, and and what they're spending money on too, it, it, it's just totally insane. Anyway, we don't watch more of that, but you get the point. It, it's a it's a it's a crisis. It's it's a um, it's a, it's an undermining, and and again, most most I think young people who are not. Uh, still part of this small, tiny fraction, minority uh, of people who are LGBTQ or whatever, who are watching this and they're just saying, look, they're, they're doing away with anything that's patriotic and stuff. And, and I mean, good, in a way, you don't want to be, you don't want to have kids go and line up and die for, I don't know, what Israeli-driven foreign policy and, and, and you know, APAC, <laughs> you know, all these all these neocons in power. That's good. We You know, we, we don't want that. But I'm saying... It's so obvious that it's like a, as you destroy uh, the nations, no one will line up and, and, and fight for them, right? So anyway, kind of sticking to the, uh, uh, the theme here of military a little bit more. Uh, let's talk about the NATO thing, Finland and all that. Uh, Masix Gorillians is looking good, Henry. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Appreciate that. Good to see you. Um, U.S. troops may deploy to Finland bases amid Russia threat. This is Newsweek, and they were very kind uh, in the headline, how they reported this, because there were Finnish outlets there uh, that was just straight up saying, oh, well, that's it, we are opening bases. Uh, we, uh, sorry, U.S. is opening bases on uh, on Finnish soil. Uh, it was seemed to have been part of the NATO negotiations, and there's also a defense, uh, a joint defense agreement, whatever the, the exact terms are, are for this here, between the U.S. and Finland, uh, and part of that was essentially that Finland has to agree to let the U.S. use certain amount of land to build military bases. Be, be, imagine my shock, right? There's even an, an extension to this discussion. But let's uh, read what Newsweek has to say about this here. Because uh, they're just, I mean, Finland is just, it, it's so sad to see this, right? It, it was bad enough, these countries on their own, Sweden, Finland, but like it, it, at least we kind of had, you know, it's like at least we're not like NATO members, you know what I mean? At least on the surface, we were like out of that, so we were neutral, you know, kind of thing. And it was, yeah, I liked, I liked that, you know what I mean? It, it was, it's better. Uh, but that's, that's, that, that era is over. It's, it's all, it's all just Oceania versus, versus Eurasia now, you know, that's where, that's where this is going. Uh, American soldiers, may soon be deploying to bases near Russia's border with Finland if ongoing talks on a new defense cooperation agreement between Helsinki and Washington prove successful. And I believe it has, uh, by the way. And at least Finnish outlets are reporting that these bases are going to be built. Finnish newspaper Helsinki Sandomat reported Monday, citing Finnish Foreign Ministry official Mikkel Antel, that discussions on the new cooperation deal may allow for the construction of significant military infrastructure on Finnish soil. The proposed agreement would not cover nuclear weapons. Oh, good. I'm sure Russia is very, uh, very happy about that. Let me actually, in fact, let me show you the, uh, here's the tweets here. Let me see. Yeah, here we go. Here, this could be good for you to see. Let me see here. Where are we here? Let me bring that down. Uh, here's one of these sources, right? The Finnish paper. Uh, Finland is negotiating the transfer of its territories for the construction of an American military base. NATO micro-membership. I'm not even sure what that actually means. Uh, ob- they're, they're a full member of NATO now? How does it micro-membership? Anyway, obliged the Finns 
to agree to the location of American soldiers and equipment on their soil. The article says that military exercises will be uh, will also be prepared in the territories. Of course, uh, they will. Was there one more? Isn't there one more here? Uh, yeah, here's another one here. Uh, Finland allowed the U.S. to deploy its military bases in the country. Okay, they're citing the same source there. Okay. Um, the foreign minister's deputy general for political affairs in Finland is leading the bilateral negotiations uh, and the fresh discussions took place in the Finnish capital last week. The agreement, Antel said, will augment Finland's recent NATO membership. The most important thing is that the agreement enables smooth cooperation with the United States in all security situation and also a short notice, Antel said. Uh, and of course, we highlighted that fact that when... Finland handed over the, what was the exact terms again, the uh, articles of, uh, oh, what was, the, what was the exact terms they use? Articles of cooperation or sub, articles of co-op, submission or I, I, it was something to that effect. To join NATO, it was of course not to Stoltenberg or a re- representative of NATO, it was directly to Anthony Blinken, right, the U.S. Uh, State Department head. Uh, why is that? Well, of course, because NATO is is America's enterprise, right? So, so Finland is 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 now officially America's bitch, and they will have just as Germany, uh, as them still being an occupied country since 1945, have massive military bases on them, Rammstein and all these other places, right? So you'll see this in Finland now too. DCI discussions have been ongoing since last fall, Helsinki said at the time Finland's membership in NATO will not diminish the importance of bilateral cooperation with the United States. No, of course. Instead, it will open up new opportunities for cooperation. Yes, because that's what the, that's what it is. NATO is American interests, essentially. The U.S. is currently also pursuing DCAs with Sweden and Denmark. Fuck. State Department spokesman Ned Price said in January that such agreements would deepen our close security partnership, enhance our cooperation in multilateral security, blah, blah, blah. You get the point. All right. Anyway, so there I have this uh, right now, by the way, there's a huge uh, uh, drill, right, or Navy uh, military exercise, uh, Aurora. Is there any footage? I should have looked at that. Let me see if there's any. Aurora 23, they call it, uh, in, uh, in the Baltic let me see if I can find anything on this. Yeah, one day ago. This is from the Swedish. U.S. Marines enter Sweden in preparation for Exercise Aurora. Let me just play a little bit of this here. We're gearing up for full-scale war with Russia. Just what we need, folks. Another world war on European soil. Gunner! Edition 2. Half load! Edition 1. Oh, load. Let's not see. Alright, this is some someone's uh someone's Here we go. Here we go. 
Shoot those Russian, man. Bruh. All right. Let me say one more here. Check this one out. This is from the defense, uh, Swedish defense account. Gripen, Joss Gripen, I think it is. It's a good plane, though. Sweden does some good military uh, equipment and gear, but man, it's just for the wrong purposes. <sighs> it's like this now, right? NATO headquarters hosts first ever conference on LGBTQ perspectives in the workplace. That's that's what that's what it has amounted to, right? The U.S. military is send send your tranny recruits. Let's bomb Russia because we have to stop. Putin! Ugh. All right. Yeah, this is like some just. Look at how wonderful it is. Look at this aurora. But yeah, anyway, it's on their way towards different locations in Sweden. It's uh, I don't know. It's just sad seeing this, to be honest. Ugh. Yeah. So that's ongoing right now. Aurora twenty three. And there have been a few voices here and there of, of protest, right, luckily. But it's still moving ahead. Still happening. Sweden most likely is going to join NATO. And uh, and there we go. The closer the closer and closer we're getting uh, to a war uh, with Russia and uh, nuclear exchanges and things like that. Call me crazy, but uh, I don't think we should. Uh, I don't think we should be at war with Russia. Uh, so, of course, Finland, as to now, as we uh, have explained here, uh, have effectively become America's bitch um, through the NATO agreement and these defense agreements and all this stuff. Uh, of course, have to also then turn to the greatest ally of everybody here, which is Israel. Uh, so now Finland is going to buy weapons from Israel. That's right. Not from Sweden, not from other countries. We're going to buy it from Israel. They're going to buy Israel's David's Sling air defense system. Oh my, aren't the Finns lucky? The Finnish Ministry of Defense plans to buy the David's Sling air defense system in a 316 million euro deal announced just one day after Finland joined NATO. Oh boy, look, will you look at that? What a coincidence. Huh, it's amazing how that just panned out. Finland's Ministry of Defense said it authorized the Finnish Defense Forces to pro procure the David's Sling System as the next long-range air defense system of Finland. Why? Because we, of course, have to stop. <laughs> David's Sling was deployed as part of a joint program between the Israeli Missile Defense Organization and the U.S. Missile Defense Agency, with Israel's Rafael Advanced, Def Advanced Defense System serving as the prime contractor. Rafael also makes the Iron Dome Air Defense System, which is for shorter range threats. There wasn't that, what was it, the Ukraine wanted, didn't they want uh, the Iron Dome or something? And they, uh, Israel didn't give it, <laughs> didn't give it to them. It was, uh, quite surprising, actually, uh, to be honest. I'm sure they, I'm sure they just want to, uh, they just want to make sure that all the Azov troops are slaughtered first. And then when that happens, then Israel. Okay, now you can get the Iron Dome. All right. All right, a couple of more here, guys. We wrap up. Um, 
I wanted to talk, you know, we talked about the economic situation, just how bad it is, right, uh, in the U.S. and uh, everywhere, other places too. Uh, we're struggling. And, and again, that's why it's so absurd to, absurd to have these billions and billions being funneled to Ukraine uh, and then consequently having Ukrainians just being, like, hauled off, right, by, by force, by these, uh, uh, what do they call it, uh, not recruitment, uh, What's the term? Like, you, anyway, this is an official term, right? Have you seen some of that footage? Maybe we should have played some, but you know, they're uh, military personnel hunting down uh, Ukrainian men uh, to drag them into the uh, to do military service uh, and send them to the uh, front lines in places like Bakhmut, right, where the basically the life life expectancy is something like four hours or something like that. But there's endless budgets for that, and, and in fact, we in Europe uh, and even America now is like can deplete our own. Uh, ammunitions and, and uh, advanced military equipment and, and weapons and all these kinds of stuff uh, on behalf of, of Ukraine. And it, it, it's literally just going up in, in smoke, a lot of this. Literally, it just, it just goes up in smoke, right? <clears throat> so, with that in mind, in Canada, I saw this on uh, Raging Dissidents Telegram, uh, they're now offering to basically help to pay for some groceries by offering a grocery rebate. Uh, so uh, let me read a bit of here first. Right? Uh, what are you going to do with the possible $467 that you get from the federal budget grocery rebate to feed your family of four? How far will it go? When will you get it? Canadians are relying are really feeling the pinch when they head to the grocery store as food costs continue to skyrocket. Right, So they go through the cost of milk and eggs, uh, blah, 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 the increases, blah, blah, blah. What is the federal budget grocery rebate? The Canadian government announced its new grocery rebate as part of the overall federal budget for 2023. The rebate is aimed at providing $2.5 billion in targeted relief for Canadians who are finding it nearly impossible to comfortably cover grocery bills every month due to soaring food prices. Oh, great. You know what I mean? So I'm saying it's good that they're helping. I'm not saying that. But the, the, the miserly help that you get in comparison to how much money that they're spending on the most absurd shit as I said, like foreign uh, transsexual education courses and, and, and uh, you know, transgender uh, special programs in Afghanistan. Uh, endless money for Ukraine. Rage said here, uh, the Canadian government absolutely hates you. This is their answer to people being broke and hungry, hungry using record levels of food banks and assistance. That's right. I, I did see some footage of that. There was some massive lines to food banks in uh, in Canada now, we've seen that in, in the U.S. as well. I, I assume that's that, that has continued, right? Hasn't been much reporting on it. Maybe there are some local stories. We should, uh, in fact, look it up and see if it's continued. Uh, so there's record levels of food banks and assistance re required uh, of many in Canada now. Uh, and about 400 bucks is what you're going to be uh, uh, given to help to feed your family for two weeks. That's the best we can do. Rage said, we have, but we've given away hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine, including giving those, uh, giving money to migrants and even abortions for Haiti. <laughs> they feed you crumbs from the table, massively race, uh, or massive racist that just gave themselves, also, by the way, I remember that, all the people in parliament. The UK did something similar to, like, inc shocking increased uh, uh, races for all the politicians. And then expect you to be satisfied by just, here, have, have some crumbs, right, on the side. 
these parasites, these parasites need to be removed so our own people can feed themselves. That's how bad this has become. Uh, absolutely. It, it's, as we've said before, they generate nothing, they do nothing. They literally just take and they take and they take and they give away what is ours to other people, to other countries. And this is how sick it is. And then they try to bribe you a little bit on the side. Oh, you having trouble? All your money going to the increased rents? Okay, well, here's a here's a little uh, a little helps. You can buy food. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Ah, oh, it's sick. Absolutely sick, right? Second Wanderer, good to see you. I says, I'm a U.S. Navy veteran myself who served for eight years, and this doesn't surprise me in the least. Even when I first entered in 2012, they already became extremely cucked. Funny story, an officer tried to send me uh, to captain's mast when I bashed Israel for disrespect, but I didn't care. Uh, true to the death. Let me just make sure it wasn't more of that. Thank you. Um, true to the death always. Thank you, Second Wonder. Yeah, that is, that's insane. Yeah, I know some people that are like, you know, hindsight woken up. Maybe your journey, journey was similar. Well, it, not actually, no, then, because you were uh, disrespecting the greatest ally when you actually were serving. But uh, it was hard, some people waking up afterwards. And in some cases, it's it's people people that you know miss both legs or or a limb or they have even you know brain injuries or shit like this uh, or they won't even be coming home they come home in a box uh, that's how sick it is um, Archie thank you second wonder I appreciate that good to hear hear from me as well Archie says uh, a 42 year old Nigerian woman in Cardiff the UK starves son to death over coronavirus what and is found innocent due to having schizophrenia oh another one of those cases schizophrenia. Really? I'm going to read the rest here. Just sharing the story, there are too many of them. I think that relig religiosity is high among blacks. Maybe it's the VMAT2 God gene. Oh, that's right. I remember that, the God gene. Okay, this is a, so I guess this is a common occurrence. I'm going to stick on Canada a little bit here, but just showing what Archie sent here. Um, Ni Nigerian woman in UK starves son to death over coronavirus. What? Why? I mean, it doesn't have to be a. <laughs> immediately, I'm call me. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm doing. I'm doing this wrong by trying to find a logical, uh, a, a reason <laughs> behind this. And of course, it's not going to be right. Oh, okay, okay. Olubazi accused of killing her three-year-old son through religious fasting. Told police she had locked herself away during COVID-19 pandemic. Okay, so it's like we're fasting. It's COVID. Not going outside. I assume not buying food or something. She's been tried before the Cardiff court where, or not before, but before the Cardiff court, where it was revealed the police forced entry to the flat in the Cathays, or Cath Cath Cathays area on June 29, 2020, after a friend raised concerns for her welfare. Huh? Oh boy. Thank you, Archie. Uh, Heeb Watch says, did you see the totalitarian legislation passed in Ireland, Hendrik? I did. I've commented on it a couple of times. Um, yeah, we showed you the the screenshots of the uh, of the website, um, and what was it again? It, it might lead to the language was pretty pretty interesting too. I think I oh I think I brought that in. Was it last Friday we mentioned that? Yeah, here it is. Uh, now this is what passed here too, right? New bill to tackle hate crime and hate speech includes clear provision to protect protect freedom of speech. Uh, or freedom of expression, which it doesn't. That was a lie. We told you that. But yeah, it was basically like if you uh, likely to incite, if if you say something that likely could incite violence or hatred against a person who's protected, in other words, not white, not an Irish person, 
yes, you could be facing up to five year five years in jail, right? Prepares or possesses material that is likely to incite violence or hatred against a person or group uh, that have, as we said, protected characteristics, blah, blah, blah. And it was even, uh, we played a clip Friday, even if you're not, even if you haven't communicated those ideas, but actually it, it just like is something that's on your hard drive or somehow they find out that you have that. I think that was enough for it. it it's absolutely insane. Uh, yeah, no, the, the, uh, we are being screwed over in every capacity in our everywhere in the West um, while we're, like, we're, we're sending billions. But it, I mean, it's it's totally insane. Right? We can't even feed ourselves. We're going to put you in jail if you say something that's hateful. That, that's the backup now. That's all they have. So speaking of Canada, this is uh, the excitement after I think it's a Toronto Maple Toronto, excuse me, Canadians, uh, Maple Leafs. What this, this is NHL? They won. I think this, did they win the series or or the uh, what's it called the conference or something? Or maybe it's just a couple of games in the first uh, uh, first portion of you know the the towards the finals or something. I, I don't even know. I, anyway, look at the excitement here, and just imagine imagine being having people that are this dedicated to the survival of their country, of their people, uh, uh, anything, right? But no, instead you get this over bullshit nonsense. Gay hockey, NHL. Check this out. Canada. I said Leafs in six, and what was it tonight? Leafs in six, baby! Yeah! After 6,000 plus days, we're going to round two. Florida, Boston, I don't care. We're going to run them. We're going to beat them. We're winning the Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cup is ours. We want Boston! I'm going to have to cry. 2004, I was the one. We want Boston. We want Boston. Boston, you're done. Whoever's after that, you're done. Go Leafs, go! Give me a hug. What's your uh, message to all the Leaf haters, everyone who doubted this city for so long? Listen, we suffered, but now's our time. Check off the first revenge tour. We don't want Florida to win the ball. We want Boston. We got the fucking up on back. And the only way to get revenge. Or did, did they win? Is that what happened then? I mean, not that it matters, but I'm just like, they're, they're very excited here, uh, these young men. Like, your country is being fucked over, dude. <laughs> do, what, do, you, do you even care about that? Look at my jersey! The leaf on it! There isn't even a scale for this right now. The amount of joy I'm feeling is 100 out of 10! Let's go, baby! An absolute 10. An absolute 10. Well, that's it for round one. You're at the bottom. Alright. <laughs> you get the idea, though. Holy shit. Really? Is that it? Is that what you're getting excited about? Oof. And meanwhile, of course, people are like arrested for trying to protect kids or they're, they're harassed by uh, the uh, Toronto police. Right? This was one guy, guy who had uh, uh, they'd had a, a, a protest like outside and they, they haven't even, as I understand it, gone into this drag queen story hour LGBTQ grooming event or whatever. But they were standing outside. And so the Toronto police comes up and, and of course, intimidates these people with their huge uh, horses. <laughs> with their huge, I'm not going to say something else, but they had uh, huge horses. I know uh, Chank Yogurt and uh, Vouch will be very interested in something else that's on those horses. But let's not talk about that. Uh, let's instead look at the footage here. Uh, this is what's happening. You, in other words, you must love trannies uh, or we are going to harass you and we are going to intimidate you. 
Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Okay, well, no, I'm going to make sure this guy's okay, and I'm going to damn well film it while you trample people. Okay? Which they did, of course, during the uh, lockdowns and the protests in Canada. They, they'd trample uh, an old woman. Yeah, well, you're going to if you keep this shit up. What men? Because I was Because I was impeded. Thank you. Please go onto the Yeah, I will when I'm done with this. I will when I'm done here. Thanks. What are you going to do? Hit me with your horse? No, I can't control what people do, but you can control what these fucking clouds are doing. And you don't need a horse to do it. Dude, I'm, look, where am I supposed to go? I'm surrounded by fucking horses. Just stop talking to me. Stop. Stop. Me, you fucking lunatics. Get the fuck out of here. Excuse me. Excuse me. We need to cross. Excuse me. I drove them. Hey, come! I'm not being detained. I drove them. Can we please go? I gotta go. You're on camera. I'm not being detained. Then let's go. This is they're protesting LGBTQ grooming around here. Like, in other words, this you must you must love the trannies. That that's Canada now. <laughs> you must, we will drive you off the street, and and you don't have a right to protest. That that's what this is. Back to blue. Let us through. My car's on the other side. This of the is train. fucking insane. I can't walk the other way. I'm from out of town. I go somewhere else. Man, what is? I only know. You can't have this room. Lock it. Let's get out of here. All right, there it is. Anyway, uh, I missed a couple on Odyssey here. Sorry, guys. Let me take those real quick and get caught up here uh, before we wrap up. Uh, Western Collapse Report earlier said my old man before he left this shitty world said never chase women or buses you'll always get left behind uh michael 57 de uh says i saw a news article about one of our con congress women and he sent it later it's on screen now uh who the day before it went completely belly up sold her stock in that there you go sold that stock in that bank and bought stock in jp morgan chase bank gee how did she know of course of course, and this is, yeah, this is a small local, KRDO. This is not headline news on CNN and, and Fox, right? Of course. Yeah, so here, uh, found the link, Michael says. Thank you, I'll, I'll check uh, the source in a minute. Uh, Eddie uh, says, two hours after Fed Chair Jerome Powell said that the banking system is sound and resilient, uh, Pacific West Bank crashed 60% because, of its uh, because it's desperate for cash. Yeah, I mean, whenever they open their mouth, something goes wrong and it, and, and it happens. But it, it's by design. I, I mean, I'm sure there's they want consolidation. They want the crashes. They benefit from it. And the insiders, as in this case, uh, uh, can directly make tons of money on it. Uh, Democratic Congresswoman sold First Republic stock and bought JP Morgan just before banks. It's a total coincidence. Um, oh, it's from, oh, is it CNN? Am I, do I stand corrected? Okay, all right, CNN reported on it. Incredible, I didn't know. Members of Congress are facing renewed scrutiny after a new disclosure report filed by Florida Democrat Lois Frankel revealed that she dumped First Republic Bank stock prior to its collapse and purchased J.P. Morgan stock before J.P. Morgan purchased First Republic. According to a financial disclosure report filed on April 28th, Frankel sold between uh, 1,001 and 15,000 uh, in First Republic stock on March 16th and then bought between the same amount uh, in J.P. Morgan stock. Why, why, why is it between? Between... Like you can't have get an exact, the exact amount is not disclosed. I would assume is that what why what that is, or maybe I'm missing something. Um, I'm not into stocks, so maybe there's something obvious I'm missing there. 
Uh, but anyway, yeah, so she bought that uh, JP Morgan stock March 22nd. Uh, Frankel told CNN that her account is managed independently by a money manager. There we go. Who buys and sells stocks at his discretion. Congresswoman Frankel is not facing any investigation. There you go. Okay. Yep. All right. Big surprise. Uh, a, a Frankel make, made a bunch of money. Imagine my, cho- my shock on that. Uh, okay. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, that's from my, Michael. Uh, let me see here. Uh, lampshade denier over on odyssey uh for your beautiful white family thank you appreciate that everyone's doing good here thank you lampshade that was very, very kind of you uh thanks for the hard work says uh 1980 chrysler cordoba thank you appreciate that as well uh let me double check here uh we have lichen warriors saying on uh, entropy stream wished canadians cared more about vaccine mandates rather than hockey. Maple Leafs went to the second round just for information. Okay, against the, against Boston, uh, whatever, right? Yeah, they haven't. I remember that one time, um, Ottawa, which which team was not Maple Leafs? Which team was it that, that had like a man? And I think it was one of like the Sedin brothers were playing, the, the two Swedes. They're, they're obviously not even playing anymore, I would assume. Um, what team was they in? They in? And they and they lost, and it was like this massive riot. Was it Ottawa? Was it Ottawa? Ottawa? Um, oh, fuck! It doesn't matter. But you, the point is, yes, the point is, you get massive like uh, shit show in Vancouver. That's right, Vancouver. Thank you, like it exactly. It was Vancouver uh, Canucks. They're playing. I think yeah. I think, I think it was the Sedin brothers or something. But yeah, no. The the amount of energy and like just you know like intense dedication that you get to this is is. I mean, it's shocking on one end, right? But it, it's also like, it's predictable. But if we could just have 10% of that energy and dedication going to people actually caring about the loss of their country, the loss of their demogra- def- demographic group, the loss of their folk, we'd be in a much better position, folks. It, 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 I, mean, you don't, I mean, ideally, it'd be as, as excited as those guys. But I mean, no, we don't, we don't even need that. Just a little bit of that. Just <laughs> a little bit. It, it is truly incredible. Uh, the times where everything is upside down. At the same time, we 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 get the leaders that we deserve in a way. We we get the environment that we deserve because everything is 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 essentially upside down. And we wouldn't, you know, we talked about leadership in the past too. We're, we're getting shitty leaders because we're just the times right now are shitty. Our people are mostly shitty. There's good people, but I'm saying not the the good people are not stepping up, and it's clearly not desperate enough it, it's clearly not bad enough yet uh but that will that time will come i mean trust me that time will come that's why it's important that we build our tribes right now because shit is going to hit the fan sooner or later to be honest all right guys anyway i'm going to wrap up right there thank you for joining us today i appreciate you uh thank you for all the support thank you to everyone super chatting um if you want to check out more of red ice and what we do check out the latest western warrior it's up right now on redicemembers.com we put that up uh, yesterday, uh, you can sign up at redhousemembers.com, but you can also sign up at Odyssey. Those shows goes up there, and you can also sign up uh, at Subscribestar. So uh, check out those uh, sources. Uh, also, if you do want to get, you can uh, get an executive producer tier or producer tier. That helps us tremendously as well. Uh, we want to keep on hiring and expanding, so please uh, get some resources our way if you're able to. Uh, you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Just like this. Thank you to our executive producers. T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, Chalky Milk, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeebs, 
President Ubunga, good to see you in chat. Guys, all of you, Mongoose, William Fox, Angry White uh, Soccer Mom, also shout out to the Second Wanderer for joining us here today. Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yaki, Dilbob, Last Place Simp, Joseph Hart, Purple Haze, and JP. Thank you guys, we appreciate you. Also, our producers, Mr. Walker696, Johansson, Leroy Dumond, Snark Pup, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Yuri No, Yuri New, rather, Obadiah Hexwill, Single Action Army, and George Porge. Uh, by the way, I'm gonna re I'm gonna rework those uh, executive producer credits as well. I haven't finished that yet, but I have some new cool uh, kind of design there as well. I want to get your uh, guys' avatars or, or image in there as well in that. Uh, but anyway, thank you guys. We appreciate you. So we'll be back with more here soon. Of course, uh, we have one more here for from uh, uh, QE Cap. I think it is. Thank you. Thanks for all you do, Henrik. Well, thank you. Appreciate you as well, guys. Uh, so we'll be back with more here soon. Friday coming up here. Um, before you know it, uh, we also are, as I mentioned in the latest Western Warrior show, uh, we do uh, are we are going to get some uh, more interviews lined up as well. We're kind of going to return uh, to that track a little bit. I'm not sure if we're going to. Uh, replace on show maybe Wednesday shows I do like doing this it's, it's a great time to come on here with you guys as well but we might here and there at least replace that with a uh, with an interview uh, ideally we'll do those on on uh, Tuesdays and or Thursdays instead uh, but if you do it solo it's just so much uh, with the production uh, post-production upload and stuff like that uh, and again that's why if you want to help out uh, get one of those uh, executive producer tiers because uh, that would help us thank you guys we'll be back with more soon take care everybody stay sane out there keep fighting back and uh, we'll see you guys Sue, take care. Thank you for watching. Go to redicemembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at subscribestar.com forward slash redice. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.